This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. The the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now. The latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Raider Nation, how are you? Welcome back. It is time for Silver and Black today. Yes, we didn't get a show out on Tuesday. It's the off season. We got things to do. I mean, we can't just sit here and entertain you guys all the time as much as we love to do that. But anyway, here we are on a Wednesday with a special off-season edition, of course, of the podcast. If you don't already subscribe to the podcast, do us a favor. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, go subscribe to Silver and Black today. Put on the auto-downloads, please. I mean, come on, we've only been asking for like a year. We would appreciate that very much. We, su- we appreciate the support that you guys give the show. It's uh, always growing. Also, for the folks on YouTube, hit subscribe, hit the notifications bell as well. That helps out significant. We are an Odyssey, excuse me, an Odyssey original podcast covering the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, and also, uh, I'm Scott Branson, your host. Also, we have, uh, as always, joining me is is my partner in this endeavor, and that is, of course, uh, Mo Moten. But Mo Moten, we can't introduce Mo anymore without introducing him with the proper title. And you know, we didn't have a show on Tuesday. I got to tell you the truth, guys, before Mo says anything. Uh, Mo held out yesterday because he wanted his own theme song. So here we go. Hey, look. It's Midtown Mo. Mm-hmm. 
All right. There you go. Midtown Mo, you got your own theme song. The, the, the baggage tricks that you pull out on this show. I mean... <laughs> Look at you got the funky guitar going, man. I'm feeling... Yeah. I, you know what? I actually like that. Listen to that. It's good stuff, man. That's actually pretty cool. I, I, can, I can roll with this. Yes. So there you go. There is Midtown Mo. Uh, also, his real name, of course, Mo Moten. He is the national NFL writer over at Bleacher Report. He covers the entire league. So you can go read his stuff. Follow him on Twitter, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. You can also read his Raider-specific content up on sportsnot.com. By the way, you have a piece out, correct? Or coming out, um, remind me, on hmm, that quarterback. Yes. Who is it about? Yeah, I'm finally on the trade-up for C.J. Stroud. <laughs> bandwagon team scott yes. has been on this for for over probably over probably about a month now or more almost almost yep I'm almost yep. a month i i am now hopping on to the cj stroud trade-up bandwagon anyone who's watched my live br stream probably knows about uh, my idea for trading up for cj stroud i basically as scott alluded to have a piece on bleach report out today that basically hammers home that idea and gives you details why, not only from myself, but from other Bleacher Report scouts and other draft nicks out there who also believe that C.J. Stroud is a great fit for the Raiders. Yes, and uh, we will, of course, uh, Mo will tweet his story. I will tweet it. You'll see it from SNB today. You can follow us all on Twitter. We'd love to interact with you guys uh, as well. And so so do that. Uh, and the C.J. Stroud, it's, it's, it's easier said than done. I know you lay it out in your piece but uh, there's a lot of people who are getting hip to him. There's still there's mock drafts coming out every day, orders switching up, the Raiders taking Will Levis. I mean, all kinds of crap going on. But again, that's just to fill the void of content during this period of time. Uh, but we're going to get into the show a couple of things, just some latest news and views from the Raiders. We're also going to talk about Josh Jacobs later in the show. We now have the window open where you can franchise tag players up until March 8th, I believe it is. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well as some of the other things as uh, as we move along with this one Derek Carr note we'll get to in a second. I know we're, we're tired of that, too, uh, but it's worthy to discuss, not because of Derek Carr, but because of what he does might impact the Raiders still. And so we'll talk about that as well. But Mo, I got I got to get uh, uh, something off my chest here and I'm going to piss a lot of people off. And I, I just I don't care at this point is. There are Raider fans, and I have to tell this to Raider fans, and I don't want I don't want you to think I'm being negative because I'm not. You ready, Mo? The Raiders so. are not going to win the Super Bowl next year. I hate to break it to people. I hate to break it to you. They're not. And the reason I say that, Mo, is because for the last several days, in, in nice discussions, not arguments or any of that jazz, because I'm not interacting with wackos anymore, and so it seems like the, they're, they're weeded out for the most part. Uh, is this idea that they want to trade, some fans want to trade for Aaron Rodgers because Mark Davis wants to be in the Super Bowl because it's in Las Vegas and he's going to do everything he can to be in the Super Bowl. Well, unless he has a magic wand and uh, he's like Harry Potter or something, this team's not going to get to the Super Bowl next year. Can they improve? Yes. Can they make the playoffs? Yes. But they're not going to make the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. I'm sorry, folks. And I don't think Mark Davis is going to make business decisions based on the 2024 Super Bowl being in Las Vegas and then set up his team for another 10 years of losing. Am I, am I, am I off base on this? 
you're not. And I, I've seen this argument too that the Raiders are going to go hard for Aaron Rodgers because the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas, right? And that's pretty, you don't hear that outside of the fan base or Twitter. Mm-hmm. Because if you ask people around the league, while they would say that Aaron Rodgers is a possible target for the Raiders, they're not saying it. It's because the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. They're saying it because they feel like <laughs> Josh McDaniels can be fired if that team doesn't start games. And I and I've said this on the show that I acknowledge that Aaron Rodgers could be a target, but it has nothing to do with where the Super Bowl is being played. It has everything to do with Josh McDaniels and his career record as a head coach. Yeah. And Dave Ziegler was on Busting with the Boys. I know we were going to talk about this today, but yes. I just want to get to this right now. Dave Ziegler sounds like a GM who's going to be patient with his quarterback plan. Didn't sound like a guy who's going to go all out for a 39-year-old quarterback. I'm not saying the Raiders won't sniff around on a deal for Aaron Rodgers if it makes sense for the Raiders, but he sounds like he's willing to roll into 2023 with a bridge gap guy because he said, we need to find an answer at the quarterback position, but we may not find an answer right away. So the one thing you have to point out about the whole Mark Davis Super Bowl Las Vegas theory is that Mark Davis isn't making personnel decisions. He (laughs) hired Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels to make those decisions. So Mark Davis is not out here calling the shots and saying, you have to draft this quarterback. You have to trade for this quarterback. For the most part, he's letting his guys make the personnel decisions. And Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels aren't making decisions based on where the Super Bowl is being played next year. I I had somebody on Twitter yesterday, Mo, tell me that, that Ziegler is not the GM and that Mark Davis really makes the calls, which I found really funny. Um, and again, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody. I'm just saying that, that, that was so far from the truth. It's not even funny. Mark Davis does not decide. Does Mark Davis have to sign off on them doing what they did with Derek Carr? Yeah, ultimately, because the guy had been there nine and a half years. That was a bigger decision. But we don't know exactly, and you and I have been saying on this show for weeks, we don't know what the agreement is. If, if they have an agreement amongst the owner and the GM and the coach that, hey, listen, yeah, last year was disappointing, but you guys are going to reset now. You're getting quarterback done. You got to build that defense. So I'm giving you two seasons. You got next year, and then the following season, you better be in the playoffs, and you better be making some runs. If that's the deal, then then you're right. Then Aaron Rodgers doesn't play into the, the fact. And I know to your point of what he said, if you didn't listen to the busting with the way, it's a long show, I understand. And actually, Dave Ziegler doesn't talk a ton about the Raiders, surprisingly. But if you want to understand who the guy is, how he got where he's at, and get a little bit of his personality, his his philosophy, it's worth listening to. But he did say, I mean, the quote is here, we're in charge of filling the most important position on the team. The most important position on the team. It's not defense, it's the quarterback. Um, There's some pressure that comes along with that. However, we feel it, it doesn't mean we're going to have an immediate answer this year. Mo, I don't know about you, but this to me points to the scenario you and I outlined a long time ago, which is, hey, you sign a Stidham or some veteran bridge quarterback, Brissett, somebody like that, and then you draft a guy. Now, is that guy going to be your franchise quarterback? It depends. If you if you get a C.J. Stroud or somebody like that up high in the draft and you have the opportunity, great, you do it. If you don't, then you fall back, you grab somebody in the second round, third round, whatever. Remember, Derek Carr was drafted in the second round. So, so I think, and then you think about it for next year. Because if you don't get your future franchise quarterback in the first, second round, somewhere around there, then you might be looking at a, a down year. You might be looking at a four or five win game, uh, win game, that win total, excuse me, next year. 
And I just see Raider fans, and I understand the impatience. A fan fan doesn't want to lose. You don't want to go into a season thinking, hey, my team's going to win five games. But the overall, and our friends at Raider Beat put up a poll and said, hey, what do you want to do? Do you want to win now, or do you want to continue to rebuild? And, of course, everybody chooses win now. But I don't see this team winning now. Even with Aaron Rodgers, could they get to 9-7? and seven? Maybe and maybe make the playoffs, but do you really want to sell your future for that? I say no, and clearly Dave Ziegler's words tipped off us a little bit of where they're headed. This is how I stand on the whole decision-making process. I'm sure Mark Davis has his opinions, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't think he's unilaterally making the calls, as I just said. I I think this is why you hire Dave Ziegler and Josh McGinnis as a tandem. Now, to close the book on that theory, on the Super Bowl theory that the Raiders – Need to go get Aaron Rodgers because Vegas is hosting the Super Bowl. <laughs> Close the book on that theory. Yeah. Moving forward now to this to this whole okay, what does Dave Ziegler want to do now that he has about a little over forty eight million in cap space and a number seven overall pick? And I think we've been on the bandwagon of stopgap quarterback rookie. And as you said, it all depends on what rookie you pick up whether that guy could be a franchise guy or not. Because if you get C.J. Stroud, I think he could be a franchise quarterback. Now, if you pick a quarterback, let's say in the second round, let's say you get a Tanner mm-hmm. McKee, because to mm-hmm. me, if the Raiders get a quarterback on day two, I think Tanner McKee out of Stanford is a probable target simply because he fits into that mold of not going to do a lot with his legs. He's a primarily a pocket passer. And I think that's what Josh McDaniels likes. And I think he would consider him in the second round if, if it were to come down to, let's say the Raiders don't like any of the other quarterbacks that are available at seven. Let's say CJ Stroud, Bryce Young are off the board and they don't like Will Levis and they don't like Anthony Richardson. Cause a lot, I see a lot of fans saying Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson. I don't think Anthony Richardson fits what Josh McDaniels is looking for either. Yeah. I have questions if Will Levis is a fit for what Josh McDaniels is yeah, looking for. I do to too. Be honest with you. I do too. I, I think, I think if I'm the Raiders, I'm going with, I think the gap between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and Will Levis and the rest of the quarterbacks is significant enough where I could see Dave Ziggler saying, if we don't get one of the top two guys, assuming it is Young or Stroud, then we'll wait to the second round to get a quarterback. Yep. And we'll just develop that guy. And if we stink and we're 4-13, and guess what? That puts us in the Cleve Williams uh, sweepstakes in 2024. Correct. So I know, again, I like, like you said, I know fans don't want to hear that their team is going to win four or five games. But when you listen to Dave Ziegler and everything he said, I, I understand Dave Ziegler is not going to tell you what his plans are. But if you've listened to Dave Ziegler over the past few months, you would you can kind of tell he wants to build something that's sustainable. Doesn't necessarily want to catch lightning in the bottle, which would be an Aaron Rodgers one year. Right. I am totally against giving up a first round pick for a player that you may only have for one season. Now, exactly. for fans, they don't care because they just want to see their team win. So <laughs> I understand. Fans, right. if you're listening, Mo understands. I get it. You want to win. So you don't care about what happens in 2024, 2025. You just want to win now. But you, if you're looking at it from what the Raiders could do, you have to see it from the GM's point of view that Dave Ziggler is going to want to build something that's going to last beyond the 2023 season. And to me, again, if Aaron Rodgers is evaluating his, his career after every year, because let me tell you, take a look at Packers, Raiders fans, take a look yeah. at Packers Twitter. They are fed up with the Aaron Rodgers drama. They are fed up with Aaron Rodgers at the end of the year trying to figure out if he wants to play football or not. You know, after the season's over, they're ready to, a lot of them are ready to move on with Jordan Love for that specific reason. It's why Devontae is part of the reason Devontae Adams left Green Bay. I understand he wanted to play with Derek Carr, but the other thing was he didn't know whether Aaron Rodgers was going to be around right. for multiple right. years. 
you know, after his contract was expiring. So you have to understand that this is chess, not checkers. And I feel like Dave Ziggler is looking at a long-term future versus a short-term gain with an Aaron Rodgers. So I, while I wouldn't be surprised if the Reds are associated or linked with Aaron Rodgers, it would sort of surprise me if they actually traded from and gave up first and second round picks for him. That's correct. And, and I think you can't, you cannot give up the draft capital. I think that it would take, and you've seen bandied around or for Aaron Rodgers. It's just a pipe dream folks. You're the rate. Listen again, tough love. The Raiders are not a quarterback away from being a championship team. Do you want to get to the playoffs? Or you want to win a Super Bowl? If you want to win a Super Bowl, you have to build your defense, get a franchise quarterback on a rookie contract and go. I'm sorry, you're going to have to be more patient. I know people don't want to hear that, Mo, but the reality is in today's NFL, you're not going to turn it around that quickly. Yes, well, anything can happen. Yes, anything can happen. Monkeys can fly out of my butt, all that stuff. It doesn't matter. Um, but I'm just telling people, like, manage your – this is what happened last year, and, and we were guilty of it too. People's expectations got way ahead of where they'd be. You also hear the people say, well, they signed Devontae Adams, a three-year deal. They're not, what the hell would they do that? How stupid was that? Now they're going to bring in Stidham and a rookie? Well, that's how it worked out. They they gave the, the car thing a chance. They didn't believe in it. And oh, by the way, that's just a pessimistic view because you don't know what will happen. You don't know Jared Stidham could have a great year. Duh. Or the rookie, if they get a rookie, could have a good year. So let's just, just temper our expectations and doesn't mean you can't surprise you, but I just don't see the Raiders making a Super Bowl. I don't see the Raiders, even with Aaron Rodgers, going far in the playoffs, even with that offense, right? Because all you guys tell me is, go build the defense, dude. Well, you're not going to build a defense in one season. So so Uncle Mo is going to give you the positive <laughs> side of this. And while I under, I totally understand what Scott's saying, I the Raiders are not – if I were to bet, betting money, Raiders are not going to be in the Super Bowl in 2024. So it doesn't really matter where the Super Bowl is. The Raiders aren't there yet. What I will say is that the Raiders can get to the playoffs or have a winning season with sure. a rookie quarterback. Sure they can. The, the Patriots did it with Mac Jones in 2021. Now yes. I know what Raider fans are going to say. Mac Jones had a defense, he had a run game. Well, you franchise tag Josh Jacobs or you give him a multi-year contract, you have a run game with Josh Jacobs. Then, like, as I said in the, in, in the comment that I released on Bleach Report today, that a lot of that forty-eight million you can use to build your defense. Now, will you be a top Huge. five defense in one offseason? No, but can you be twelve? Yeah. And I think yes, you can be. And can that get you to the playoffs? You never know. Injuries happen. All sorts of things during the season happen. Think about it like this: the Pittsburgh Steelers had a chance to make the playoffs this past season. How many people had the Pittsburgh Steelers in it until the end of the season with a possible chance to make the playoffs with Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky? So you cannot tell me that with a with a decent defense that's 12th, maybe 13th, and a, and a rookie quarterback that the Raiders can't do the same and, and backdoor their way into the playoffs. Now, if you're looking at it from a, a, to, a, a big picture perspective, you're looking at it for progress. I understand Raiders fans want a Super Bowl. I understand they want a title. I get it. But after going 6-11, and 11, after what the Raiders have been through this season with the changes, no Derek Carr and turning it over at the quarterback position, I'll take a 10-7 and seven season going to the playoffs after everything that's going to happen this offseason, after all the turnover, after Absolutely. all the change they're going to go through, give me 10-7 and seven and team turning in the right direction. Exactly. See that defense. See them draft really well. See four or five guys on the defense, and you say, wow, these guys are good. These guys are playing well. I don't care if they're rookies or free agents. They come in, and this unit is playing well together, and then on offense, it's clicking, and the quarterback's doing well enough, Right. 
That's all you need. Then you can say, hey, this is something we can. These guys we just drafted, these four guys on defense, they're going to be here for five years, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you have to do. So I, I just, I just, yeah, I, I don't understand people's mentality. I get the desire to win. And like you said, they could still make the playoffs. I'm just saying, yeah. don't expect so. And by the way, you don't want the Raiders, you don't want to go see the Raiders in the Super Bowl in Las Vegas because I will tell you right now, bank on this, save this recording. The Super Bowl in Las Vegas this coming next season will have the highest price tickets in the history of the Super Bowl all the way around. So if you really want to go to the Super Bowl, <laughs> you don't want it in Las Vegas because it's going to be nuts. Uh, but anyway, all right, we're going to take our first break. Uh, and on the way out, we'll we'll make sure we give our honor um, again. Hey, look, it's Midtown Mo. Midtown Mo, baby. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, oh, we'll continue on with the conversation here, including Derek Carr visited the New York Jets. What does that have anything to do with the Raiders? We'll talk about that when we come back. It relates a little bit to what we were just talking about. We'll touch on that as well as Darren Waller talking about Tom Brady and what he was going to come, but then he decided to retire. I, I, we'll talk about that as well. And we'll get to the Josh Jacobs franchise tag. There's two different types of franchise tag. Which one might he get? Or are the Raiders going to sign him to a deal? And is that associated with what they do at quarterback? I think it is. We'll talk about that coming up on Silver and Black Today and Odyssey original podcast. Don't go anywhere, anybody. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. Silver and Black today. An Odyssey original podcast covering your Las Vegas Raiders. Scott Branson, Mo Moten with you. We are here uh, to talk about the Raiders, and we talked a little bit about the quarterback stuff in the first story, uh, or in the first segment, I should say. Mo, there also was a story popped out on Tuesday that Darren Waller had talked about Tom Brady and that he he swore that Tom Brady was headed for Las Vegas if he didn't retire. Now, why that matters, I don't know. I think it's just an off-season headline. But really interesting because all the stories were heard about, hey, where would Tom Brady go? And then, of course, he decided to retire. I think he did the right thing probably for his family situation after what happened with him last year. But interesting that uh, everyone's kind of everyone suspected Vegas because of Josh McDaniels would be a good spot. 
uh, as well as the offensive lineup there. But Tom Brady, probably looking at the Raiders' defense, <laughs> probably helped him retire. I would assume so. If you think about what Tom Brady has had with the Patriots for the most part, even when he had with Tampa Bay, even with that Bucks offense struggling, Bucks off Bucks defense was still, I believe, top ten, maybe even top eight, top five. So he's probably looking at the Raiders, saying, "Yeah, I mean, I know Josh McDaniels' system. They're conflicting reports of how close they are. I don't think that really mattered. But when you look at the weapons, that's appealing: Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs. If he's resigned, that's appealing. But he's probably looking at it like I will have to throw the ball 750 times because the defense <laughs> is just, I, I lead the offense down for a touchdown. The defense is going to give up a touchdown. So he, he probably wanted to go to a team. I think if the Raiders had a more complete team, whereas their defense was top 12 and with the weapons that they have on offense, maybe he would have gave it a longer thought, mm-hmm. but he probably just didn't see Vegas as a spot where he could compete for a title because let's be honest, Tom Brady, if he's playing, he wants to compete for a Super Bowl. He's not going to be part of a rebuilding project. No, that's what it's all about, and and to me, uh, makes a lot of sense. Now, the other thing was we're not we're done with the Derek Carr conversation here, but this one fits in with the idea that Aaron Rodgers could be considering the Raiders, the Jets. Uh, Derek Carr visits with the New York Jets there where you are, Mo, in in NYC. It's why you've been like on every Jets podcast show, uh, I think it, that there is in the last week and a half. Uh, and it's interesting now Raider fans and Jet fans are fighting on Twitter. <laughs> the Jet fans uh, making fun of the Raider organization and then people saying, wait, you're the Jets um, and quarterback and all that kind of stuff. But Derek Carr uh, it didn't walk away with a deal, which is interesting. I have a take on that. But um, certainly uh, David Carr, the mouthpiece for Derek Carr uh, on NFL Network, talking about his brother and his visit and wearing a green tie, by the way, on the NFL Network. Crazy stuff. Um, And it sounds like Derek Carr enjoyed himself. Uh, Robert Saliev, of course, Todd Downing is there now in New York. So there seems like a lot of fit there. The Derek Carr decision, and if Derek Carr decided to sign with the Jets and the Jets want to sign Derek Carr, um, how does that still impact the Raiders? Well, it impacts them on the Aaron Rodgers point, right? And that's where people are talking about it because if Aaron Rodgers only has a couple spots that he'll go and it happens to be New York and Las Vegas, if Carr goes to New York, then Rodgers is still available. If Rodgers goes to New York, then that kind of blows up that plan for the Raiders if it's indeed in the cards at all. Right, and I think people are going to say, why are you talking about Derek Carr? We're over this. Why are, why are we? It matters, as you just laid out so eloquently, that if Derek Carr were to go to New York, sign with the Jets, it increases the likelihood that the Raiders could get Aaron Rodgers because simply because the three teams that I've seen associated or linked to Aaron Rodgers, the Jets, the Raiders, and the Titans. Yep. And let me tell you, I don't think the Titans link is that strong. Think about mm-hmm. it. The t- who did the Titans have a wide receiver? Traylon Burks is their best <laughs> wide receiver. And he had an up and down rookie year. I, know, I understand he got hurt. He had a concussion. He had a slow offseason. Now he could pick it up. But as far as the numbers are concerned, I believe Robert Woods led them in receiving yards. And Robert Woods had a down year. He had a career low of 527 receiving yards and only two touchdowns. Rodgers mm-hmm. ha- wouldn't have any weapons in Tennessee. And on top of that, is, is Tennessee's offense really something that Aaron Rodgers will say, yeah, I want to attach my last year or my final years to that? I understand they have Derrick Henry, but other than that, what do they have? Their offensive line isn't even that good. There's There are talks that they may even cut Taylor Lewan, who's had a down year and was hurt. 
So I, I don't see how the Titans are appealing for Aaron Rodgers. I think when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, if he decides he wants to continue his playing career, it's going to be Jets or Raiders. And as we, as you just said, and as I just said, if Carr were to go to the Jets, it means that it increases the chance a lot for the Raiders. It, let's say, let's say Aaron Rodgers says, I only want to play for the Raiders, kind of like what Devontae Adams did this past right. offseason. Let's say Aaron Rodgers says, I only want to play for the Raiders if you're going to trade. I want to be traded, but I only want to go to the Raiders. That could drive down the price because then it's like, okay, we we have to deal this guy 59 point, I believe 59.5 million in guarantees. The Packers are not going to want to be on the hook for that. They're no. going to want to deal Aaron Rodgers and move on. So that that trade request that the Packers want, those two first rounders or a first rounder and a third rounder, it may come down to a second rounder. And if it does, then I say, okay, I would be more okay with that. It makes more sure. sense. You're not giving up a first round pick for him. You're oh, giving yeah. up a second round pick for one year of Aaron Rodgers. Now you still got to pay him, which you know kind of hampers the money that you can spend on the defense. But a second round pick isn't bad for a guy who won four league MVPs. No, and 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 that's where uh, we went. We went overboard in the last episode or last uh, segment talking about how I think that it's the wrong move. But to your point. That's why the car to the Jets thing matters, because if that were to happen, then I absolutely agree, because we're all the reports we're seeing out of Green Bay is that they're done with him. They're disappointed. They don't want anything to do with him. Everybody's soured on him, not just the fans, but that's the reports coming out of sources within the organization. If that's the key, you're right, Mo. The price starts to come down. Now, Derek Carr, or excuse me, uh, Derek Carr going to New York puts Aaron Rodgers in in a situation where he's then got to pick a team. And unless somebody emerges out of nowhere, uh, the Dallas Cowboy, I mean, somebody like that, then suddenly uh, that could drive the price up. Otherwise, if he has no options and Green Bay says, we got to get rid of this guy and the money, then you're right. It'll drive the brown, the price down significantly. If you can get him for a second and a third next year or something like that, then, yeah, you pull the trigger and you still even go get a young rookie quarterback, even though he's not going to be a tutor type quarterback. So, so yeah, it, it'll be interesting, and that's why it matters with the Derek Carr situation with the Jets. With the Saints, no. With other teams that Derek Carr may visit, no. Um, but I will say this, and I know the people who love Derek Carr will take this as a negative, but it's just fact, and I've heard it for, from other analysts too, which is, you know, David Carr said, well, Derek Carr is going to take his time. Well, guess what? If somebody had given him a really good offer, he would have already taken it. I don't care what they say. <laughs> so clearly, these teams are kicking the tires on the car, they're not ready to buy the car, even if they think it drives nice and they like it. So it'll be interesting to see how that does. But certainly what happens in New York has an impact on the Raiders situation. And we'll have to wait and see. And, and you're there, so you'll tell us. Yeah, I wish I was there to have the dinner with Carr and Robert Sala and Jess Brass to kind of give my input on things. I'm sure Carr would be like, Who's, get this Mo, Midtown Mo dude out of here. He's, Midtown he's, Mo. He's not pro car enough for, to join this dinner. No, but yes. I'm, but I, I want to say this, too. I want to be careful about talking in absolutes because people will say, well, you guys don't like the the Rogers idea. Why would you then support it if the price come down, comes down? And I would say, I think I mentioned on a, a previous show, there are a couple of stipulations that I would say okay to a Rogers deal. And it's, number one, that you don't give up a first-round pick for him. Mm -hmm. I'm not giving up a first-round pick for a guy who's going to give me one year. I think that's what, number one. Number two, if Rodgers is going to come to Las Vegas, I would want him to make a two-year commitment. So that means if I'm giving up draft capital for you, I'm going to have to put protections on, let's say, a 2024 pick if, if that's what it costs. So let's say the, the Packers want a, a second rounder in 2024 as well. 
I would make that a conditional pick saying that if Rodgers retires, that that pick comes off the board. If he plays, then you keep the pick. Right. So, again, I would want Rodgers to commit two years if I'm going to give up even a second rounder for him. Because, again, one year is just not – we're going to pay him all this money and we're only going to get one year out of him while we right. have to rebuild the defense. To me, it just doesn't make sense. So, again, the price would have to come down and he would have to commit two years to play in Vegas. None of this, oh, I got to figure out what I'm going to do at the end of the season and leave the Raiders in limbo waiting for him to make his decision after he comes from a, another four-day darkness retreat or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like buying a house in California near an earthquake fault. If you tell me, hey, listen, this is a $10 million house. And I say, yeah, but it's on an earthquake fault. And you say, okay, listen, I'll tell you what, I'll give you the house for $5 million and I'll give you, I'll give you a two-year guarantee that if an earthquake destroys this house, then I'll give you your money back. Okay, great. So then I might be more apt to make the deal. And that's the point. Look, I'm not saying that they shouldn't sign Aaron Rodgers at any cost. I'm, or I, I am saying that. What I'm saying is that if you can get him, if you can get him on a good contract, a good deal, and make sure he's going to be there for two years, then fine. Because then in the second year, guess what? You've had right. two drafts. You've had all that money to build up that, and you got to restructure his contract too. That would have to be part of the deal to back end stuff. Um, then you can build up that defense for two years in a row. You have your offense. You've lined up Josh Jacobs, hopefully. And then in year two, then you could start talking about, hey, this team could make a run deep in the playoffs if they've done everything right. well. So, so that's the difference. That's the nuances. It's not black and white, easy one decision, easy the other decision. Uh, and I think that's where sometimes you and I disagree with fans because they look at things in that yeah, more simplistic and absolutes. And I'm trying to say the same thing you are, which is, look, if you can get Aaron Rodgers, great, as long as it doesn't cost you the future. Exactly. And that's all we're saying. Don't mortgage Aaron Rod. Don't mortgage the future for one year of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. This doesn't make sense. Like you said, you if you get Aaron Rodgers for just one year, you're hoping to catch lightning in the bottle for 2023 because then you don't know what's going to happen after that. But with a two-year commitment, you could say, okay, even if we go 9-8 and eight in 2023, will we improve? Now, as you said, now we have deep. We have guys who've spent two years in the deep. Have one full year in the defense. We can. We have another draft here. We have more cap space we can spend, and we have a second year to build on what we have with Aaron Rodgers. So I think that makes more sense versus again one year with lightning in the bottle. Absolutely. So there you go. We just we just laid out the blueprint. You're welcome. Well, if you want to send us thank you cards, just send us thank you cards. We'll take them. All right. We're going to step aside, take our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Josh Jacobs. Yes, you all want to pay Josh Jacobs, but how do the Raiders pay him? Do they give him a contract or do they tag him this year, give themselves time to negotiate with him? And also, by the way, uh, see if he can repeat what he did last year, at least close to it, uh, and say, all right, you've really earned your money, and maybe even give him a contract midway through uh, next year if he's doing really well. Who knows? We'll see. But we'll talk about that. Uh, Josh Jacobs is the subject of our final segment here. If you don't already subscribe to the podcast, please do so wherever you get it. Uh, as well. I'm also going to put in a cheap plug. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm wearing my Rock Mysteries t-shirt. That's one of my other shows. Uh, it's a music podcast, Rock Mysteries. Check it out wherever you get it. Second season is coming in April. Coming in April. Mo is really excited. He keeps emailing me every day about it. I, I keep telling him, dude, I can't do two shows that much at once. I can't give me time. Uh, but anyway, I appreciate your support there as well. When we come back, it's Josh Jacobs here on Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Home Stretch here on Silver and Black today. And if you're like me, I know many of you aren't, but if you're like me and you're Catholic, it is Ash Wednesday. Uh, I got my hat on so you don't see my ash is worn off by now. But uh, it's the start of Lent, and I'm giving up talking to Mo for Lent. No, I'm just kidding. I am not doing that. That would not be good for the show. Uh, but anyway, uh, of greetings to everybody out there in Raider Nation. Uh, my partner is Mo Moten. He is the national NFL writer at Bleacher Report. You can follow him on Twitter, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. That is Mo Moten. Uh, also catch him up on sportsnot.com where he does Raiders content, although his Raiders content today on Wednesday is on Bleacher Report where he talks about C.J. Stroud and his fit. You cannot miss that read. Go read it now. Mo, I know you had a live show also, Bleacher Report Live, earlier in the week. Another one coming up on Friday. Is that right? I'm done with Bleacher Report Live shows for now. Oh. We're going into a Wait. low period. What? So I, I, I've I've Bleacher Report live showed myself out. Mo, <laughs> Midtown Mo needs a needs a bit of an intermission, a siesta, however you want to call it. <laughs> but I, it, all those live shows are up, by the way. If you go on the Bleacher Report app, you can uh, definitely check those out. I'm yeah. check. I'm going through trade packages, what the Raiders can do to move up, uh, what the Raiders. The Mac Jones thing really gained a lot of traction because the Mac Jones. Rumors are alive. We, we didn't Big mention time. it, but the reports came out that Bill Belichick not exactly happy with Mac Jones. So those Mac Jones rumors are still alive. Still yeah, and, alive. Now, and, I think it's a slight chance, but still alive. Mo, I think so, too, because this is the third round of these kind of rumors about Mac Jones and about Bill Belichick. We heard the ones right after the season when, when they talked about disrespecting. And then there was a second round of those, and now a third round of those. And Bill Belichick... It's like Sun Tzu's art of war, right? He's always playing. You talked about chess and checkers earlier in the show. He's always playing chess. The guy does not sleep. He's a master tactician and strategist. And so what he's doing, he might be doing is he's putting that out there because he wants people to call him and see what he can get there. So it would be really interesting. And, and, and the other rumor was that maybe he wants Garoppolo back. So. Yes. Which which is a crazy twist on things. Can you imagine Garoppolo back to New England, Mac Jones to Las Vegas, Aaron Rodgers to San Francisco? <laughs> wow, that 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 would be a blockbuster. Although, but that Rodgers said no no to San Francisco, so we'll see. He did, he did. But I put I put that out there, and I and I, I put it out there on Twitter when I thought about it because Bleach Report had an article on it. Bill Belichick did support the Patriots trading Jimmy Garoppolo to the San Francisco 49ers for a second round pick. Jimmy G is going to be a free agent. What if Bill Belichick wants him back? Yeah. And if he does get him back, why wouldn't Bill Belichick trade Mac Jones? And then why wouldn't he trade him to the Raiders? Because Mac Jones had a pretty good year with Josh McDaniels. It makes sense. 
Well, and remember, too, this was an interesting rumor from back in the day when the Garoppolo trade from New England happened to San Francisco. If you recall, that was when Tom Brady and Belichick were not exactly getting along. It was one of the more friction-filled points of their relationship. And Tom Brady's contract was coming up. And so a lot of people surmise that Belichick traded Garoppolo to San Francisco with purpose because he didn't want that spot to be open for Tom Brady. And, and, and so it was like a negotiating point, which, you know, it could be completely BS, but it fits the Belichick mold in some way. So to get Garoppolo back these years later would be hysterical to me. So we'll see what happens with that. But one, one guy the Raiders need to have back is Josh Jacobs. And uh, just, just this week, the window opened for NFL teams to franchise tag players to off to do that. Uh, and, and Josh Jacobs is a candidate for that. Mo, I think it's 10.3 million. If you if franchise tag a, a running back, this season, a lot of folks want Josh Jacobs to get paid. I understand it. The, the young man had a great year. He's been a great leader. He's really started to come into his own, I think, in the locker room as well. You saw his interviews on Super Bowl uh, Radio Row. That was really smart of him and the Raiders both, I think, to to go out and have him speak because him and Devontae Adams kind of the leaders of the offense now without a quarterback. But you look at this situation, Mo, there's two types of tags in the NFL. Explain to people those types of tags. There's the exclusive, non-exclusive, uh, and and which one Josh Jacobs is more of a candidate for. So just to boil it down, non-exclusive tag is a tag that now it's still 10.1 million, I believe, is the tag. Oh, 10.1. Thank you. Yeah, you're right. So they would tag Josh Jacobs, but Josh Jacobs would still be allowed to negotiate with other teams. And if he agrees to a deal with another team and the Raiders don't match it, then the Raiders would get two first round picks. I don't mm -hmm. see that happening because no yeah. one's giving up two first round picks for a running back. So the Raiders will likely give Josh Jacobs the exclusive tag, which means that he cannot negotiate with other teams and they'll tr probably try to continue to work out a deal with him. Mm -hmm. Now I, I assess that I think if the Raiders do work out a long-term contract with him, it's going to be worth about 14 to 14 and a half million per year, simply because there was a report out. There was a report out on ESPN saying that the giants believe that Saquon Barkley would be okay to coming back on a $14 million contract. Mm -hmm. So if Saquon Barkley is okay with 14 million, then Josh Jacobs who won the rushing title and has been more durable than Saquon Barkley is probably going to want a little more than Saquon. So I would, I would guess that you would start the conversation at 14 and a half million could go up to 15. Of course, Christian McCaffrey is the leader of the running back market right now with 16 million a year. But that's what it's going to cost for Josh Jacobs if you're going to sign him to a multi-year deal. It's probably going to be between 14 and 15 million. Now, he did say he would be okay with playing with the franchise tag, but he did he also said if you're going to give me the franchise tag, you got to build <laughs> up around me. Make sure you use that money wisely. If you're not going to pay me, you better be playing players that are going to help us win football games because he said if you're going to pay me to be the hero, Meaning if you're going to give me 300 carries, you better pay me like the hero. So I think that would yes. be between 14 and 15 million. If you're going to pay him like the hero, he would be. Yeah. And, and here's the thing too. The, the Raiders have until March 8th to do this. So if they were going to, for example, make a big move like Aaron Rodgers, which we've talked about in every segment of the show and, and take on salary, even if they restructure Rogers deal, uh, it was, it's going to be expensive. 
And if they do that, then that would impact what you do with Josh Jacobs. So you're not in a hurry. You're not going to do this until you absolutely have to. So if they go get a Rodgers, then the chances of tagging Jacobs go way up. And I think you have no other option, actually, just from a salary cap, because you have so many things you need to do on the defense as well as get some more offensive linemen. If they don't, then as you and I discussed, I don't know, maybe two shows ago, then if you go the rookie route and you re-sign Jared Stidham for a couple million dollars a year or whatever, he's going to earn $3 million a year, uh, then you can say, okay, Josh Jacobs, we're going to give you a contract, right, if you do that. But I still might not do it. I still, if I'm the Raiders and I'm being frugal, knowing that you have to add all these positions and you have other free agents that you might be negotiating with, because that period of time has opened up as well, where you can start to think about uh, some guys on defense, some of the names we talked about over the last couple of weeks, then you m- still might be able to do that. And if Josh Jacobs sees them spending on good free agents, sees them getting an Aaron Rodgers or filling up, uh, getting some stars on defense and, and offensive line, then he, he'll feel okay about it if with the, with the caveat, hey, listen, we're going to tag you this year so we can build this up around you as you requested as well. And then we'll talk during the season. We'll talk. Uh, we'll keep an ongoing conversation about a long-term deal. I think everybody wins in that scenario. Absolutely. I think everyone wins in that scenario. But as you said, I think the Raiders are going to wait it out. So I don't I don't see – either way, I don't see anything happening on the Josh Jacobs front that's very definitive, whether it be a long-term deal or them saying, okay, he's going to play it out on the, on the franchise tag simply because, you just, as you just said, I, it matters what they're going to do at the quarterback position per – per se Aaron Rodgers really because they have to come to a decision on Josh Jacobs tag or whether they're gonna agree to a long-term deal or let him play out the tag before free agency opens before that tampering period opens so it's about a week in between so it, it, it if Rodgers is not in the cards as you said I, it's a possibility that they will pay Josh Jacobs I, I don't see anything more than a, a three-year deal though because right, with right. running backs they have a very short shelf life and you don't want to put a running back on a five year deal because if he tears up his knee one year, he's, he may not be the same player. And we, as, as we know, Josh Jacobs hasn't missed a lot of time in his career, but he's been banged up. This is the first year where I think this was his healthiest year. Yes. And it kind of surprised me because we're used to seeing Josh Jacobs hobble off the field and miss a game or two here and there because a knee, an ankle or something like that because of his playing style. And for him to be the workhorse that he was, getting more carries than he's ever had in a single season to hold up and to win the Russian title, you want to see if is that the norm for him now or was that just a flash in the pan? So you want to be careful about giving him a long-term, like a four- or five-year deal. A two-, three-year deal makes sense to me. Yeah, and, and I just think tagging him works too because um, the Raiders – I know last year drafted some running backs. Clearly, they didn't they didn't push their way up the the depth chart enough to steal any time from Josh Jacobs, who had a great year. But I can see them drafting another running back again this year or two. Uh, so so you don't know what you're going to strike. You might strike gold. You might pick a guy in the fifth or sixth or seventh round, like Kansas City did with Pacheco, and suddenly you're glad that you gave them the tag because the next year you can say, "Hey, man, thank you. Good luck to you." Uh, open market, we got this guy now, he's come in. I mean, that's that's the cold side of the business, Mo. But in that case, depending how deep the rebuild is or how they feel they're at after this next stage, that's also an option. You got to keep options open for yourself as the team. And the player's got to look out for himself too. I don't begrudge anybody for doing that. I'm just saying the Raiders have more options than Josh Jacobs does, clearly. Yeah, clearly. And, and I think... 
based on how it's panned out for running backs, homegrown running backs for teams, I think it's more likely Josh Jacobs gets like a two, three-year deal, simply because if you look at the top running backs right now on the top of the market, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, Aaron, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, these guys were drafted by the team that gave him a second contract. So if you perform at a high level, the chances of you getting a second contract from your team are there. But as you said, the Raiders have to make a, a smart business decision. And if Rodgers comes to Vegas, as you said, Jacobs probably has to play out the year on the franchise tag. I think he will understand that. As he said, if you're going to not pay me, bring in some players that are going to help us win Aaron Rodgers, you can win now with Aaron Rodgers, obviously. But if it's not if it's not Aaron Rodgers, if it's, if it's Jacoby Brissett, <laughs> or Jared Stidham, Josh Jacobs is probably looking like, okay, you don't have a clear-cut leader at the quarterback position. I'm one of your locker room leaders. You gotta, you know, pay me. Yeah, you know, I, and I would, I would understand that. Absolutely, and I would expect them if they if they go that direction, that they give him, like you said, a three-year deal, probably with an out after one or two, um, to to make sure that they can protect themselves. Uh, and 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 move on if they need to. So it'll be interesting. But but that's kind of that. Th- not a lot of urgency right now in the Raider organization around anything. That was really the only kind of I think out there thing that we were thinking about as far as what goes on. But but Mo, uh, we're we're right around the corner from things starting to move a little bit. Uh, and of course we'll cover it here on the show. But when you look at this Raiders roster, when you look at what they might be up to coming off the Super Bowl and going into this, uh, it, really another two or three three week period before the the NFL New Year starts uh, in the middle of March. Um, what what would what should fans watch for? What are you looking for yourself uh, from this team over the next couple of weeks? Well, the combine is coming up next week, and I think mm-hmm. that's. A lot of people don't like to watch players run around in their shorts and their underwear. I get it. (laughs) But it's very important that the Raiders, if they're not going to send a bunch of picks for Aaron Rodgers or CJ Stroud, if they're just going to sit at seven and just, you know, follow their board, they have to hit this draft out of the park. They have to hit for agency out of the park. And I think you've said this multiple times and it's true. While we don't expect the Raiders to go from six and 11 to a Super Bowl contender, it is important that they have a strong offseason because it'll set the tone for this regime. Because let's be honest, this is a rebuilding period. Unless, barring an Aaron Rodgers trade, the Raiders are rebuilding. They got rid of their quarterback of nine years. They have to revamp almost the entire 80%, 85% of the defense. It's a rebuild, <laughs> folks. That's what you yes. call a rebuild. Yes. So they have to, You, I would, I would encourage fans, even if you're not a film junkie, you don't have to be a film junkie. But watch the combine. I know game, real games aren't being played, but it'll familiarize you with a lot of names that the Raiders could be considering in the upcoming draft, from the guard position to the tackle position to the, all three levels of the defense, linebacker, edge rusher, defensive tackle, cornerback, especially safety. The Raiders are going to be looking at a lot of prospects, and a lot of those prospects yeah. you're going to see in Indianapolis at the combine. Yeah, and and just don't the, – the four-cone thing does – or three-cone doesn't matter. Just <laughs> – Our good friend Kelly Kreiner has a great bit on that. Um, We'll have him on talk about the draft as well as some other folks that we're going to bring on the show to talk about the draft. And I know, you know, a lot of a lot of Raider fans talking about Richardson. Again, I'm not a big fan. Great talent as an athlete, just not a great fan. Uh, Ryan Fowler tweeted, I think, yesterday about Hendon Hooker's met a lot with the Raiders. Um, the thing that you need to realize, and I keep saying this because I even see some journalists that I really respect that cover the Raiders uh, talking and, and sort of poking fun at the Raiders for not having a plan at quarterback. 
These guys came from New England. They're, they're going to use misdirection. They're going to say things uh, to make you think one way, and they're going to do things another way. So I would say when you think something's imminent or you look like something's going to happen, you may not have all the information. So in that way, it's going to be very surprising and I think exciting for Raider Nation going into the draft, Mo, because uh, we have just no clue what they're going to do. And anybody, we're going to guess, just like everybody else is going to guess. But right. at the end of the day, only know only they know what they're going to do. And it's going to be until we get to April, until we get to that draft in Kansas City and we see who they take off the board, we're just not going to be able to say you know, how this team has done. To the people, and I see that a lot too. A lot of people, I see a lot of people saying, well, the Raiders don't have a plan. They got rid of Derek Carr and they don't have <laughs> a plan. And to them, I would say everyone has a plan. And I'm going to remix, I think Mike Tyson said said this to a certain extent. But everyone has a plan until you start losing football games. So yes. what I mean by that is the Raiders went into the 2022 season thinking that the whole Derek Carr thing would work. They wouldn't have, of course, they put the no, they put the out in his contract, but there was also no trade clause. So they obviously didn't come in with the intention of we're just going to have Derek Carr for a year. And we're going to release him and not get anything for him. Mm -hmm. Dave Ziegler said it when he was all busting with the boys. He said, any anything that I do, any moves that we make, we make these moves with the idea that it's going to work out. Right. Now, it's a possibility that it won't work out. And then if it doesn't, you're going to have to pivot. It doesn't mean that they don't have a plan. But they're going to have to figure things out. Sometimes you have to adjust on the fly. You you hope things work out for the best, but you understand that it may not. And again, just because you don't have an immediate answer right away, which is what he said, we may not have an immediate answer in 2023, doesn't mean that they, they're not going to form a plan that they think is going to work long term. Now, they still right. have a philosophy, which I think is more important. And he said it basically. He's like, we're not going to just do things because I want to buy a year or two here because we made a mistake there. He my in my words, he wants to build something that's sustainable and they'll figure it out what that is as yeah. time goes on because they don't have all the answers yet. We don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. We don't know how much Jimmy Garoppolo is going to cost once he hits the free agent market. We don't know if a team is going to trade up to the number one spot and push and you know take a quarterback that they may like. There are so many question marks. There's so many moving parts. That I'm sure the Raiders don't even know exactly what they're going to do because of all of these moving parts. So anyone yeah. who tells you that they know what the Raiders are going to do. This is going to be their plan. They're lying to you because I don't yeah. even think Ziegler and McDaniels know at this point. Because as, as as I just said, there are so many moving parts, and you need answers to those moving parts before you devise a complete full plan. And they're interviewing guys at the combine. They're interviewing right. guys now. Uh, they were at the Senior Bowl. Clearly, Patrick Graham was a coach there. So so they're doing their due diligence. You have a plan going in. But then you sit down with a guy. You might sit down with Bryce Young and say, holy crap, this is the guy. You might sit down with C.J. Stroud. You might sit down with all of them and say, these aren't the guys. So guess what? Who wants the number seven pick? We'll move down. We'll get an impact player uh, from 10 to 15 and and think about something else, dra get more draft picks and build that defense up. So there's a lot that can happen, and, and we're going to be here to follow it all. And, of course, the, the combine next week. So, Mo, we're gonna, we'll be on top of that. We'll talk a little bit about that, maybe some players Everybody in Raider Nation, we, we talk about the quarterback because it's a massively huge hole they have to fill, but there's a lot of other guys that we'll discuss as well as we move forward and talk about the NFL Combine. Do me a favor, make sure you follow Mo on Twitter, M-O-E-M-O-T-U-N, that's Mo Moten. Mo, you had your piece on C.J. Stroud today. What else coming up uh, this week you want people to watch for? 
Going to do a quick preview on the combine I just talked about. I'll have some prospects to keep an eye on at each position of need for the Raiders. So if you follow the Raiders, you know what those positions are. Guard, because I believe mm-hmm. Dylan Palm is probably going to move the center, so you're going to need two guards probably. So guard's a big position. You need cornerback, safety, linebacker, uh, even – I don't want to say tight end because I, I don't want to say Darren Wall is going to get traded. But in my piece, I, I I said that if the Raiders make a move for the Bears, I would say Darren Wall is probably out of there. So maybe yep. I take a look at some tight ends that they may look at, even if they want to dangle Darren Wall out there for draft capital. So there'll be a lot of positions out there I'll be taking a look at. I'll just give you a quick deep dive into some names that you need to know going into the combine. Some guys you may want to take a closer look at if you're a film junkie. Yes, and I, I really think, and I said it last show, Mo, I really think that this NFL draft is going to have a little more fireworks than we're used to. Uh, a lot of teams jockeying for position. We even heard the Cowboys. Maybe the Cowboys want to go up and draft a quarterback. They're not happy with Dak Prescott. Whoa. So who knows what's going to happen uh, there as well. So that, and that, But that, that could be another team spreading that rumor so that their own pick, the Bears, uh, or somebody else can can get more value out of their pick. That's this time of the year. Make sure you listen to everything with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. there's a lot of jockeying going on between now and April when the draft pops up. So it'll be interesting. Mo, my friend, as always, a pleasure being with you, and we'll see you next time. As always, don't send hate mail because we don't think the Reds are going to the Super Bowl. We're just trying to be <laughs> realistic for you. I, I said there's a hope for the playoffs, but the Super Bowl, that's that's a stretch. Anything can happen, Mo, right? Come on now. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, my friend. All right, listen up. Do us a favor. If you don't already subscribe to the podcast, do it wherever you get your audio podcasts. We would certainly appreciate it. Turn on that auto download so the show is just pushed to you right away. I know the show doesn't come out as many times as we did past weeks, but that's okay. We're getting a little bit of rest. But as the ramp uh, builds back up towards the draft, we will do that. Got a lot of great content coming for you as well. So make sure you tune in and give us a chance uh, to to earn your listenership uh, continually over on. If you're on the YouTube page, as always, guys, thank you so much for the chat. It's always, always so much fun in there. We appreciate everything you guys do. Hit the subscription and the, and the uh, notifications bell there as well when you do that. For Mo Moten and our producer, David Stepanian, I am Scott Branson. Thanks, Raider Nation. We will talk to you next time.